I have been saving the inside story of the Pentagon Papers for the right time. That time has come. The WikiLeaks matter has made the Pentagon Papers case more relevant than ever before. When the New York Times published the Pentagon Papers, it was accused of treason, damaging national security, and violating the Espionage Act. All these claims are being made against WikiLeaks and other whistleblowers and leakers today. The First Amendment was under attack then, and it is under attack today. The principles underlying the great First Amendment victory the Times won for the press in the case of the Pentagon Papers should protect reporters and the news media today. But to understand what the Pentagon Papers were all about, it is important to know what actually happened inside that story and inside the New York Times. That case came in the middle of Nixon's war against the press, a war that began before Nixon was elected and continued through his presidency. His vice president called the establishment press nattering nabobs of negativism. His attorney general tried to jail New York Times reporter Earl Caldwell, and that was before the Pentagon Papers. But the pressure on the press did not end when Nixon resigned. Reporters went to jail for decades after, and succeeding presidents have tried to use the Espionage Act to stifle free expression. The Pentagon Papers case was especially sensitive because it came in the middle of the Vietnam War. On its front page of June 13, 1971, the New York Times published a series of Defense Department documents and other information that was classified top secret, which outlined U.S. government policy on the war in Vietnam. These documents, the Pentagon Papers, had been leaked by Daniel Ellsberg a researcher who had access to the Pentagon Papers at the Rand Corporation, a think tank serving as a consultant to the Defense Department. Ellsberg passed the documents to reporters at the Times. There followed a period of intense debate carried out in the boardrooms of the newspaper, the offices of its legal counsel, and ultimately the law courts of the nation. The questions were clearly defined whether publishing these documents would be in the country's interest, and whether their publication was protected by the First Amendment. On June 30, 1971, the Supreme Court decided the First Amendment protected their publication. This decision was the first of its kind by the Supreme Court and put new weight behind freedom of the press. This is the story of those weeks in June when the press's freedom of speech came under its most sustained assault since the Second World War. It is also the story of efforts by the government to silence the press since that time and the response of the press to those efforts. Beyond the inside story of the Pentagon Papers, this book will look at the freedom of the press today. In many respects, President Obama is no better than Nixon. Obama has used the Espionage Act to indict more leakers than any other president in the history of this country. His Justice Department is threatening to indict Julian Assange. Obama is ignoring the Pentagon Papers case at his peril, and the nation's peril. It is a case for the ages, and matters as much, or more, today.